Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast that is in your life today. And we are back in another day of isolation, just wanting and waiting for every single thing to go back to normal. Here's the thing with me. What I'm really, really hoping is that A, the barbershop opens because I need a haircut bad. Like... My girlfriend says this, and I couldn't agree with her more, where I'm looking like a mini fro afro monkey. So, you know, it's one thing of having a lot of hair, but it's a lot more sexier when a lot of it is shaved off. And honestly, I couldn't agree more. You know, I, a lot of people say that I have a baby face whenever I get shaved. Like, whenever I shave my head and take away my mustache and beard and all that other stuff... I look like a baby face type of dude, but then when I grow my facial hair, when I grow everything else, I kind of look like a puppy dog, according to a couple of friends of mine. It's kind of fucked up, isn't it? But I don't know. I digress. You know, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Today on the episode of the podcast, we are going to talk a spoiler-free review on Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Apparently, this movie came out yesterday on digital format, so you can watch it on YouTube, Google Play, or Prime Video for $20. And if you can't afford $20, hey, you know what? I got you. No, I'm not going to spot you. No, I'm not going to send you via Venmo. No, I'm not going to, you know, hit you up and be like, hey, you want to see this movie? Guess what? I'll pay for it. Enjoy yourself. Fuck that. Fuck all that shit. No, just take your dollar from your piggy bank or take a dollar that you would use for a lottery ticket because we know we're not going to win in a while, even though, even though I kind of play every now and then, every single day. But anyway, uh, you know, we're probably not going to win for a while, so just take that $1 and save it every day. Save the $1. Just add $1 every day for 20 days. There you go. And then put it into your account, and then boom, you know, Apocalypse War. There you go, $20. I just saved you $1 for 20 days. Oh, my goodness, I'm such a genius, even though it's fucking common sense. I don't know anymore. (laughs) But yes, today, this episode will feature a spoiler-free review. Considering that I've been talking a lot about Marvel for the past couple of weeks, I thought to myself, you know what? Let's focus on DC this time. Let's uh, let's try to change it up a little bit. So today will be a spoiler-free review. You know, no spoilers. I'm going to be talking about what I liked about the movie, what I disliked, and where do I think, you know... The Warner Brothers industry goes from here with their animated movies. Because there's definitely going to be a few to talk about that. As always, we are going to go to our shout-outs of the day. And the shout-out goes to, once again, one of my favorite directors of all time, Sam Raimi. Now, why am I mentioning Sam Raimi again? Well, it's pretty simple. On this day, around, I'd say, sometime after... 2007, 2008, 2009, you know, judging around those years, apparently Spider-Man 4 with the return of Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst was supposed to come back and star and return back in the Spider-Man 4, the fourth Spider-Man trilogy. Unfortunately, 
that entire project and movie was scrapped for the simple reason the studios was trying to grab all their little Cheeto fingers and they want to, you know, get their hands in a sticky situation and they want to control everything. Because let's face it, when Spider-Man 3 came out in 2007, all of that was due to studio interference and it did not deliver as much as we wanted it to. You know, there were so many things, there was a web of you know, continuity errors, and then there were retcons, and then Venom was all little, and then, you know, Peter Parker with the dancing, you know exactly what I'm talking about, it it was just too much, the studio just, they just couldn't back off, and apparently, Sam Raimi had the balls to stand up to them and be like, you know what, this script is shite, I'm not gonna do it anymore, you can all kiss my ass, suck a dick, I'm going to go elsewhere. Because I refuse to have my reputation tarnished by all you guys to make a Spider-Man 4th movie. And then it's going to be extremely bad. And then all of a sudden my career is going to end. Fuck that noise. Fuck that noise. So shout out to Sam Raimi for sticking to his guns. Would have I loved to see Spider-Man 4? Absolutely. Tobey Maguire coming back. You know, maybe an introduction to the Sinister Six. Something along those lines. But it is what it is. We didn't get it. It led into the creation of The Amazing Spider-Man 1, which should not have happened because, you know, I enjoy Andrew Garfield's performance, but, uh, I mean, come on. That movie came out only 10 years after the first Spider-Man. If you truly think about it, the studio just wanted money. It's like Kevin O'Leary says, you know, the entrepreneur. You know what's important about this business? It's money. That's just how it is. Shout out to Sam Raimi. Doing what he does is what he does best. Next will be Doctor Strange 2. I can't wait. Now, enough of that. Justice League Dark. Here is the review. Spoiler free review. Here we go, my friends. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm such a dork. So, I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, history. You know, a a little bit of a prelogue or prologue. Prelog. I'm gonna calling it a prelog. I'm gonna give you a little bit of prelog to save the least. The DC animated movies has been a dominant category for Warner Brothers since the early 90s. Ever since the emergence of Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League the Animated Series, and so on and so forth, I've been a huge fan of their product since basically Batman Mask of the Phantasm. It had a theatrical release in 1993. And then it revolutionized how the animated movies are today. You know, if you go on Prime Video right now or the DC Universe streaming service, and there are tons and tons of animated films where they're basically more independent projects, but it definitely revolutionized in terms of how Warner Brothers was going to mark themselves more as a brand. Because let's face it, The DC heroes, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, and Shazam, and Martian Manhunter, and Hawkgirl, and so on and so forth. I can go about this all day. Those were their core heroes in terms of displaying themselves to everybody else. And we, as an audience, loved it since the early 90s because it helped shape our childhood. That's what they did best. Aside from the fact that they were different from Marvel with their dark tones, because let's face it, DC is more dark-toned, realistic, sort of depressing type of way, and Marvel is more 
colorful, more hopeful, more family-friendly considering they're owned by Disney, you could definitely see the comparison and the contrast between those two. So it was fascinating to see where DC was going all the way to here. Let's face it, one of their high demands right now, and it's still going on to this day, has always been animated films and comics. Comics and animated films have always been DC's bread and butter, while Marvel, even though their comics were declining, they knew that their realism of movies would actually shoot them up and then basically control almost their entire franchise. Even though there is some competition, you could always like both. Now, in 2013, the DC Animated Universe began, the DCAU. It began with the movie called Flashpoint Paradox. And it continued on with the series that followed. The first movie that actually began the universe series went on for six years. And it was basically called Justice League War. Which told a retelling of the core DC characters coming together in a new perspective in a new way. And you can actually read these comics through the New 52 series. Which is one of my favorite series to read. Shout out to them for... You know, Jeff Johns and all the other writers that has anything to do with the New 52 series. One of my favorite comics to read of all time. One of my favorites. Justice League Apocalypse War is apparently the last movie of the animated universe. And considering the fact that it was the last movie, you had to think to yourself, Okay, is this movie going to deliver being the, the epitome of this entire six-year run, this six-year franchise that these movies... Batman Bad Blood, Justice League War, Justice League vs. Teen Titans, will it impact a way where we won't be able to forget it? And let me tell you, holy shit did it deliver. This movie does not pull any punches. Now, you can kind of make fun of Marvel for this because there were moments where there were previous films, even though there were a sense of realism, there were previous films where they're like, okay, it would have been a lot better if this character died or this character died. You know, for example, Captain America Civil War. I was positive they were going to kill off War Machine. When he fell all the way to the ground, I was positive they were going to kill him off. Because it would have set the tone at the ending of the film that your actions have consequences. Whatever you decide, there will always be a flip side of that coin. Every action and every decision you make have consequences of its own. And I thought the death of War Machine in the Captain America Civil War movie would have been a strong representation of that. So, in a particular way, they were building and building towards that moment. And that's the same thing they did with Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. I guess you can kind of make the same argument with one of their previous animated films, The Death of Superman. But we all knew he was going to come back. We all knew that was going to happen. In a particular way, you can kind of see where they were coming from. How it was executed in this last movie, it executed very, very well. All of the characters were definitely up to par for this film. There are a lot of brutal deaths that happen in this movie that apparently you will not be able to forget. And it's very interesting that this movie were to be sold off to 20 bucks because once you pay for it, you basically own it for the rest of your life. Now what this movie is about is basically the team of the Justice League. Everybody comes together and they're trying to stop Darkseid once and for all. 
But of course, like I said earlier, the decisions that certain people make ends up becoming a bigger, bigger problem. And this movie being the last of the six-year franchise definitely delivered in that aspect. I enjoyed this movie a lot. I really did. I thought it would be a little type of movie where you can't really think about it too much. And here's the thing. I want to plug this in real quick. I really don't review a lot of animated movies as much because I really don't hold them in the same high standards like realistic movies such as the MCU or the Fox movies with X-Men or any of that sort because for me, the animated films, even though I do have a soft spot for voice acting, the animated films to me are made for just pure fun and enjoyment and entertainment. However, in this case, I will definitely make the exception. This movie was good. It was really, really good. The characters were great. The progression of certain choices that a certain character had to do, like John Constantine, Batman, Robin, and a few of the others, even Superman. For the first time ever, you actually see Superman becoming very, very vulnerable. And you get a few familiar faces, you know, you get certain characters coming back, and apparently you get a lot more characters that kicks the bucket. Oh yeah, there are a lot of deaths in this movie. I'm not going to spoil who dies, but there are a lot of deaths in this movie. And it was definitely figured out since this is being the very last movie, and the movie is called Apocalypse War. So of course there's going to be some tragedies. Here's the problem that I had though. I was actually disappointed with certain characters of their deaths and us not allowing us to soak them in and actually breathe. When an important character that we've grown up watching, or in a way, if you're new to this, if you've been seeing this for quite a while, and if for any reason that character dies, and you've grown attached to that character, and all of a sudden it just moves on to the next scene utterly quickly, it kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth because you kind of want to feel the effect of that character when they die. Case in point, do you remember how hard it was for us to deal with the deaths of certain characters from Avengers Infinity War, especially Spider-Man? Holy shit, that was hard to watch. The moment where Spider-Man said, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good, oh, that got me. That really did. And he kept on and then he kept on saying, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Please, Mr. Stark, please. I don't want to go. I'm like, dude, that had to be ad-libbed. That had to be ad-libbed. And then there were other deaths like Black Panther and Winter Soldier. And so many people lost their lives. What that movie did very well is it was completely unexpected. We knew few people were going to die, but we didn't know who. And it was unexpected to the point where they actually elongated the shot where it was just enough for us to feel what they felt. Feel what the characters feel. In this movie, Justice League Dark, a few characters' deaths, that's it. Move on to the next scene. Oh, that person died. Oh, move on to the next scene. Oh, 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 oh that person died. Oh, hey, I love that person. Hey, uh, I, I actually followed him last... Oh, wow, it, well, they're, they're dead. Okay, well... Moving on, I guess. So, that was probably one of the main things that I really, really did not like about this movie. And also, there were a couple of battles that either happened off-screen or happened through flashbacks. 
I don't like that at all. I understand it's called Justice League Dark, which means it focuses on the epitome and focuses on the characters of John Constantine, Zatanna, Etrigan, and so on and so forth. But you would think that with this being the last movie, you would want either a lot more battles and a lot more characters to actually be involved. But instead, it was either through flashbacks or cutaways, and I just didn't like that aspect. This movie should have been at least close to two hours long. But it is the last movie of the franchise. I enjoyed it, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it too. But that brings me to my question, though. What's next? What exactly is next for Warner Brothers to actually do? I mean, are they going to focus on their independent project films when it comes to animated movies? Are they actually going to focus more on targeting specific characters? Because they've already done that and they're already doing that with the real movies with the DC Extended Universe. So again, like, what exactly is next? I would say continue to be dominant in the animated movies. Or continue to be dominant in video games. Chances are Injustice 3 is going to come out sometime next year. So that's another idea. But for me, I would have loved to see this animated universe continue. It didn't happen. It ended the way it did. Six years is a hell of a long time, and now it's time for us to move on. But other than that, if I had to give a score on this movie, I would have to give it a good 8.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. Since I paid 20 bucks for it, I'm definitely going to watch it again and again. And yeah, you know, it's just 20 bucks. So if I enjoyed it, chances are you can enjoy it too. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Tune in next time where we are probably going to do a looking back episode or we're probably going to talk about more rumors in terms of what's going on in the world of superheroes, in the world of comic books. Don't forget, once again, if you like what you hear, you can continue to follow, continue to subscribe, continue to share, continue to tell your loved ones, your aunt, your uncle, your mom, your daughter, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your mistress, or whoever. Help me continue to grow. Let's continue to grow. And if you have any problems or you have any concerns, hit me up on DMG Voices. It's on my Instagram and it's on my Twitter. Chances are very soon, I would say either tomorrow or the very next day, this podcast is going to have its own Instagram, its own Twitter. So you'll be able to ask all of your questions through that. But for now, hit me up on the MG Voices on Twitter and Instagram. Get you some. Like always, we are going to end on a quote from Darkseid himself, the main villain of Apocalypse War. Do not concern yourself with what I have done. Rather, tremble at the thought of what I'm about to do. And my reaction to that is, if Darkseid would ever come to this planet, maybe he can actually put an end to this whole pandemic shit. Or he can actually obliterate all of us with his Omega Beam while trying to find the anti-life equation. Yeah, he'll probably just obliterate us all. Tune in next time, guys. Continue to stay safe. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.